The purpose of this program is not to prescribe a treatment to individuals. Listeners should consult their healthcare practitioner before attempting any treatment. Good morning and welcome to Health Watch. I'm Dr. David Naiman, your host. Today's guest, Dr. Mark Hyman, is the chairman of the Institute for Functional Medicine and the founder and medical director of the Ultra Wellness Center. He's the number one New York Times bestselling author of The Blood Sugar Solution, Ultra Metabolism, and The Ultra Mind Solution, among other books. He's here today to talk about his latest bestseller, The 10 Day Detox Diet. Welcome back to Health Watch, Dr. Mark Hyman. Thank you for having me. So, so your latest book, The 10-Day Detox Diet, is focusing on weight loss, but using the principles of your previous book, The Blood Sugar Solution, which focused a lot on treating and preventing diabetes. How, how do you see the two related to each other, the, the control of blood sugar and, and the issue of, of maintaining a healthy weight? Well, they're, they're critically connected because what we've learned is that insulin which is produced when you eat anything that raises your blood sugar, like flour or sugar. And by the way, we eat about, on average, 152 pounds per person of sugar and 146 pounds of flour. That's about a pound a day for every man, woman, and child in America. When you eat those drug doses or pharmacologic doses of sugar, it spikes insulin. And insulin is a fat storage hormone. It stores belly fat, and it's, it's, it makes you hungry. So it's really the driver of like 90-plus percent or more of the obesity and diabetes in this country. So that's really what's going on. And I think the reason I wrote the 10-Day Detox Diet was, was really simple. When I, when I wrote the blood sugar solution, I realized that many people um, struggled with changing their behavior around food, that, that there was something going on besides just um, the need for willpower. And I, I kind of knew this in advance, but when, when I wrote the book, there was not as much evidence about the biology of food addiction. We all sort of, in medicine, thought it was a psychological problem, that binge eating was a psychological disorder, or that people were just craving sugar and carbs was just an emotional issue. And what we've learned is it's really not. It's a biochemical, physiologic issue, and that, in fact, we know now from human and animal studies and image, brain imaging studies and biochemical studies, that sugar is more addictive than cocaine. That, in fact, in animal studies, it's eight times more addictive than cocaine. That rats will continue to eat sugar despite having electric shocks given to them to deter them from eating sugar. And that, and that in humans, we see parts of the brain light up that are the same parts that light up with alcohol or heroin or cocaine. So once we recognize that a lot of the behavior around food and around consuming the huge quantities of sugar and flour in this country that we do is driven by an addiction. And it changes the conversation from willpower and personal choice and responsibility to a medical disorder that requires a different kind of intervention or what I call a detox. You know, we, we think of detox for alcohol. This is a sugar detox, a medical sugar detox. And, and would you say, Dr. Hyman, that the the point of doing a 10-day detox versus uh, just thinking of it as a, as a full-on lifestyle rehaul, ongoing, long-term, is a way to uh, make it more manageable and doable for a person who might be overwhelmed by these, by these both addictions and huge changes in, in choices? Yeah, well, I think it's really important for people to realize that, that in a very short time they can overcome this biological addiction. And the reason I wrote the 10-day detox was anybody can do anything for 10 days. And if you are aggressive for the first 10 days in lifestyle and diet change, 
you actually will make the connection between how you're feeling, your behavior, your mood, your energy, physical symptoms, your weight, and what you're eating. Most people don't make the connections between how they feel and what they eat. And this is really a powerful way to learn not from reading a book, but from reading the book of your body uh, and learning how to listen to what's actually happening. And then you have a choice. Uh, after 10 days, it's, it really allows you to make the shift to a, a more permanent lifestyle change. And in fact, every day of the 10-day detox is carefully designed to improve the um, lifestyle structure, the, the design of your life, so that you can actually create um, a beautiful change in lifestyle that, that is built on certain principles. So each day has a theme, and each theme helps you construct a healthy lifestyle for the long term. And, I, and we should probably note around the food addiction that not only are some of these foods addictive, we're finding out, but actually also the corporations that are designing these foods are making them more addictive intentionally. Well, it would be one thing if it was sort of an accident, right? If they were like, oh, shoot, we didn't know these foods were addictive, right? But in fact, we we now know from, from I mean, I always had a sense of this and, you know, had a, a theory about it, an idea that this might be true, that it might be intentional, but... The fact is that when you when you look at the investigative reporting of Michael Moss, who wrote Salt, Sugar, in fact, he documented in over 300 interviews with food industry scientists, experts, with food industry executives, former employees, whistleblowers, that, in fact, they have a whole science of addiction that they've developed uh, to deliberately and purposefully create food addiction in their users of their products. For example, they hire craving experts to work in taste institutes to create the bliss point of food to create heavy users to get more stomach share. Those are the exact terminology that they use in the in their own documentation and <laughs> their own, in their own uh, companies. And when you look at big tobacco and big food, they're behaving in many of the same ways. I'm in a movie coming out on May 9th called Fed Up about childhood obesity, which has been produced by Lori David, who made Inconvenient Truth, and Katie Couric. And the theme of the movie is about childhood obesity, about the power of sugar as a factor that's driving biological addiction and obesity, and calling out the food industry in, in, very, uh, in a very powerful way, documenting how they have demonstrated that their behavior and their approach is very similar to big tobacco. And, uh, and they show even testifying in front of Congress. And one of the um, Coke uh, Beverage uh, Association experts said, you know, it's recommended the average person consume two liters of fluids a day, and we think that Coca-Cola can be an important part of that fluid intake. And I think those kinds of comments are stunning. And when he says there's no evidence that soda plays any role in obesity or chronic disease, it's simply it's simply a lie, um, and uh, it's a bold-faced lie. And you know, Senator Harkin said in the movie, he says, "I I don't know how they can go to bed at night and sleep, and, and given what they're doing." And I think that's that's actually. The more we learn about what's happening, the more we understand that this is actually uh, the kinds of things that are going on and how they're influencing not just, you know, food marketing to children and they're, they're, they're influencing the schools through providing their, their um, fast food products in schools. I mean, why should we be selling fast food brands like McDonald's and Chick-fil-A and Burger King in, main, in Pizza Hut and Domino's in schools. There's no reason those brands and companies should be in schools where we should have kindergartens full of chairs that say Coca-Cola on them. That's really driving this behavior that, that is leading to our, our chronic disease epidemic. 
We're talking today to Dr. Mark Hyman about his latest book, The 10-Day Detox Diet. So, Dr. Harmon, one of your, you have a list of uh, very fascinating food myths that you debunk, and one of them is, I, uh, one food myth is that we can conquer our cravings with willpower. And you, you mentioned that now we know that it's actually a physiological addic- addiction that's going on. So tell us about some of the specifics of, of the detox that are about conquering the need to use your willpower when you're doing the t- detox diet. I, I think that's, that's a great question. I'm going to break it down in two points. The whole issue of willpower, one and two, how do we actually not have to use willpower but use science to stop food addiction. Uh, and, and the willpower issue is important because it's the underlying theme of the government and of food corporations and of policymakers and many professional agencies and organizations, including uh, physicians and nutrition organizations, have a very simple message, which is the weight problem we have in this country, the obesity, diabetes problems, is all due to a lack of willpower. And they implicitly imply that by saying it's about energy balance. Uh, just it's calories in, calories out. If you exercise more and eat less, you'll lose weight. It's that simple. There are no good and bad food. It's all about moderation. And the implicit message in that is that you're a fat, lazy glutton, and if you just got off your butt and didn't eat so much, everything would be fine. The problem with that message is, one, it blames the victim, and two, it's scientifically not valid. So when you look at how it actually works, if you, um, you know, if you, if you understand all calories are not created equal and that there are good and bad foods and that sugar and flour calories drive changes in your hormones and your brain chemistry that literally hijack your taste buds, hijack your hormones, hijack your brain chemistry and metabolism and create behaviors that lead to the, the obesity epidemic and diabetes epidemic. So to change that, you, you, you can change your diet, and this is what the 10-day detox diet does. It literally gives you a roadmap, a program, a sort of a step-by-step philosophy of how to eat in a way that controls insulin and blood sugar and reduces inflammation in the body. And when you do those two things, by cutting out flour and sugar, cutting out processed food, cutting out the main triggers of allergens and inflammation, gluten and dairy, and you add in whole fresh plant foods, nuts and seeds, good quality lean, uh, sustainably raised animal protein and fruit, you see a traumatic change in your physiology very quickly. You have protein for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. You have the right kinds of fats. You know, it's not fat, actually, that makes you fat. It's sugar that makes you fat. We're learning that sugar is the new fat. And I think that that's a, a lesson that most of us uh, have a hard time learning because of the brainwashing by our government and the media over the last 30 years that fat makes you fat, that low fat is good, and that, that we, we created a whole industry around this. So you have to actually change your, your diet in a way that it creates a high volume of food, low fi- high fiber, low sugar, high phytonutrients, a low glycemic diet, and one that includes a lot of good fats like avocados, nuts and seeds, and coconut butter and olive oil and so forth. So these are, these are things that can help you really drive the addiction away, alleviate, alleviate the need for willpower. Why, when you have to white-knuckle it, no one's going to win this battle. If you can starve yourself for a few days, fine, but after that, it's almost impossible. I mean, I, you know. You can't. I mean, yesterday I, I was busy and running around, and I didn't have a chance to eat. And I, by the end of the day, I was really hungry, and I would eat anything. Like, there was almost something to eat, so I ate stuff that I normally wouldn't eat because it's hard to control. And I, even for someone who's written books on this, it's very hard to control. 
Well, you, you mentioned in, in your breakdown of the 10-day detox that there are certain foods that are better than others that doing certain things, some for controlling inflammation, some that actually boost the efficiency of detoxification pathways, some that are good for uh, gut function. So tell us some of the, the better foods for, for inflammation and detoxification. Well, first you get rid of the foods that are inflammatory and toxic, right? So Sugar is the number one toxin in our diet, and anything that turns to sugar, flour, by the way, raises your blood sugar more than sugar. Uh, so it's not better. If you have a, a piece of bread, it's worse than having a t- tablespoon of table sugar. Um, the, the sugar causes liver damage in the doses we're consuming it, and the biggest cause of liver failure in this country is sugar. It causes what we call fatty liver or non-alcoholic steatohepatitis or NASH, and it's a serious problem that affects 70 to 90 million Americans, including many children who are drinking sodas and eating liver transplants at 12 years old. So we have to get rid of the toxin that's sugar. Second, we have to get rid of all the chemicals and additives in the food that are driving addiction, like MSG, for example, which spikes insulin and drives cravings and makes you hungry, and this activates brain chemistry that really drives overeating. So being vigilant about getting rid of high fructose corn syrup, trans fats, MSG in your diet, those three things can make a huge difference, you know. And if you just be vigilant about that, you'll make a huge progress in your in your health. The, uh, the MSG, by the way, has about 50 different names. So you want to make sure you Google it and learn all the names like hydrolyzed vegetable protein, which sounds good, but it's actually MSG. Second is you want to get, you know, Get rid of the inflammatory foods like gluten and dairy. And then you want to add in foods that are anti-inflammatory. For example, most vegetables and fruits are anti-inflammatory. They're full of antioxidants and phytonutrients that are anti-inflammatory. Some of the most powerful anti-inflammatory foods are things like curcumin spices like ginger, curcumin, garlic, uh, very powerful anti-inflammatories. Omega-3 fats are very powerful anti-inflammatories. So any kind of fat that's, uh, that's a original fat that's from wild foods, which we don't eat much anymore except for fish, is very, very uh, anti-inflammatory, so we include a lot of omega-3 fats in the diet. And by including omega-3 fats and spices and plant foods and anti-inflammatory foods, we can help the body cool off inflammation very quickly. And inflammation from any cause will cause weight gain and insulin resistance and prediabetes. So, you know, by cutting out the sugar and the inflammatory foods and eating more anti-inflammatory foods, which is what the 10-day detox diet does, you actually end up having a a much more rapid and dramatic change in health. We had 600 people do this program, and in 10 days, they not only lost 4,000 pounds, and they dropped their blood sugar 20 points, and their blood blood pressure 10 points, but when we tracked all symptoms from all diseases, it went down by 62% in 10 days. There's no drug on the planet that could do that. It's, so, it's the most powerful drug we have. And, and Dr. Hyman, when people do the 10 days where they're removing dairy and alcohol and grains and beans and focusing on the foods that you mentioned and losing, right. and losing potentially quite a bit of weight in a short period of time, one, one, of the, one of the food myths that you talk about is that rapid weight loss is bad and will lead to a rebound effect and also that... Right. If you make small changes, you will lose weight. So here we have a program where there's going to be big changes for a short period of time and rapid weight loss. But you you actually push back against these myths and say that the rapid weight loss itself isn't a a concern. Can you talk a little bit about it? Absolutely. You know, there was a wonderful review article on uh, myths around obesity and weight loss in the New England Journal of Medicine that reviewed all the studies. 
and the, these these points actually came from there. They're things that I've been using in my practice for years, but they were validated by looking at this research. And we find that people who actually make greater changes and more dramatic changes actually create more sustainable weight loss and and get healthier because they actually see the benefits and they're more likely to be motivated. Again, with with rapid weight loss, when you do any kind of program where you're quickly cutting out the foods that are causing weight gain and causing inflammation, you will see a lot of weight loss. Some people may lose 10 pounds in a day if they're very, very overweight and have a tremendous amount of fluid retention because they drop a lot of fluid and the inflammation is causing fluid retention. It's not actually fat, but they're losing fluid. So we, we see tremendous weight loss for, for people, uh, 16 pounds, 10 pounds, 25 pounds for women in, in 10 days. Uh, and it's, it's really designed to help people kickstart their metabolism. And when they, when they do these changes, they tend to keep, keep going with them and they keep, keep actually creating more sustainable results and, and get better over the long term. So obviously, uh, if people are doing the 10-day detox diet at home and they're not part of the study that you conducted, uh, how, what is the best way for them to measure the before and after? Is it going to be simply weight, or should they be getting blood yeah. tests beforehand? Or how, how does that well, work? I think it, it, you know, it varies. My, my dream is for everybody to actually be their own CEO of their own health, which requires them to be responsible for paying attention to what's going on in their body. So we track all their numbers. And in fact, one of the things we find is that people that track their numbers and track their results do twice as well, lose twice as much weight, and have twice as success as people who don't. So writing down your weight every day, writing down your food intake, writing down your blood pressure and your blood sugar, which you can do um, through home testing devices like a blood pressure cuff and a blood testing kit you can get at the pharmacy, you actually begin to see your results, your waist size, your, your hip size. And then we actually have people track their, their symptoms. We have a special medical questionnaire called the toxicity quiz, and people can identify the symptoms they have through a zero to four score. And they get a score at the end of it. So do you have sinus problems, digestive issues, migraines, joint pain, fatigue, congestion, et cetera, depression, brain fog. And you read all these symptoms, and then after... 10 days, you retake the quiz, and you can see the results. And this is where people get very inspired and motivated because they, they don't realize how quickly they can feel better. And, uh, and then there's some blood tests I do recommend, the basic glucose tolerance test for people who think they have a risk for diabetes, which I outline how to find out in the book in a quiz, and also um, looking at the right type of cholesterol testing. And these can tell you a lot about what's happening with your body. And there may be other tests that are necessary, like checking for gluten sensitivity, food sensitivities, or other factors, thyroid issues, et cetera. And then also people could retest uh, their response to foods after they've avoid, avoided them for a while as well, I would imagine. Absolutely. Then you reintroduce the food and you can see how you feel. But often it takes you know, between 6 to 12 weeks to, to heal, uh, uh, what we call leaky gut, which is driving a lot of the inflammation for people. So when you, when you get off the food, your body can then tolerate it over time. So um, you do have a section on supplements. I know people often want to jump there and, and skip over all of the, the, the dietary changes, but supplements are a part of the 10-day detox diet. Well, tell us what some of the more uh, useful ones are. Well, you know, supplements are just that, right? They're a supplement. They're not a replacement. So we want to be very careful that, to help people understand that, you know, 80 or 90% of it is lifestyle and, and, a, and a small percent is, is supplements. So Diet is at least 70%, exercise maybe 10 to 20%, supplements maybe 10%, and again, the lifestyle practice around stress are in there as well. So I think the best supplements are really quite simple. Everybody needs a multivitamin, everybody needs fish oil, everybody needs vitamin D. 
After that, we begin to sort of customize, and then we explain how to customize in the, in the book, uh, depending on what your needs are. If you have a fatty liver, if you have hormonal issues, if you're, you know, diabetic, there may be additional things you want to take. Uh, but one of the key factors we use is a supplement called PGX, in addition to those that I mentioned. It's a fiber product um, that helps to reduce the absorption of sugar in the gut and actually improves blood sugar control, prevents the insulin spikes, and helps with cravings and weight loss and lowering blood sugar and cholesterol. So it's, very, it's a very powerful product that can be used as a, as a way to help really dramatically change the physiology very quickly. And then, uh, and then you have, in terms of other products that you'd suggest, they would be tailored based on, as you said, the different conditions. So like if someone had diabetes, you might recommend cinnamon, for instance. Absolutely. You know, functional medicine is science of personalization. It's personalized medicine, personalized lifestyle medicine. So we, we use that approach to be careful to, to customize this to every person's individual needs. But there are, the, you know, people do the basic program, the 10-day detox diet, they will basically hit the reset and they can see what other things need to be done after that. And then what is what are your thoughts on exercise and its role in the detox? I know that one of the myths you say is exercise is key to weight loss, but then again, you recommend it every day. So tell us about that strange right. role that exercise right. plays right. or doesn't play. Exercise is critical for health. I, I just would say that for sure. But it's, it's a strategy for weight loss. It's terrible because if you for example, have one soda, you have to run, walk four and a half miles to burn it off. If you have one supersized meal, you have to run four miles every day for one week to burn off that one meal. If you have that every day, you have to run a marathon every day. There's no way you can exercise your way out of a bad diet, right? So people think that, that they can just exercise and lose weight, and often they won't because or they'll lose a little bit, even though they'll be healthier, because they're not changing their diet. So diet, diet is first, for sure, and then exercise uh, as a part of a healthy lifestyle, absolutely, but not not necessarily the strategy that we've been using, which is let's move, let's exercise more. That's the problem. You just, it's not about that at all. And also, the more you exercise, the hungrier you get as well. That's right. So it's it's a, a complicated scenario, but I do think the studies show that it that people who exercise while changing their diet have a more sustained long term weight loss. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, it helps to improve insulin sensitivity. It helps to reduce hunger and cravings that that are happen as a result of insulin resistance. It helps to um, balance your blood sugar, lower blood pressure, thin your blood, reduce inflammation, improve detoxification, help you sleep better, help improve hormonal balance. All those things are true. Um, and I think those are all essential for us to be healthy for the long term. But if people think they're going to exercise and not change their diet and they have a, you know, a big sports drink after they work out, uh, unless you're Kobe Bryant running around the floor for 48 minutes in a basketball game, you know, you don't want to be drinking Gatorade. <laughs> it's right. got 14 teaspoons of sugar in a bottle of Gatorade, which you think is a health drink. So you finish, you finish the 10-day detox diet uh, suggesting that um, people become a voice for social reform. What do you, what do you mean by that, and, and, and how can people get uh, engaged on a, on a sociopolitical level around these issues? Well, it's really clear to me that you know, this is a bigger problem than just us. So I, there's a chapter called It's Bigger Than Us, and... It's actually a section at the end of the book that sort of talks about the need for a grassroots movement, for each of us to really be the advocates for health in the places where we live, right? So we can't make changes necessarily always on policy or 
with large corporations as an individual. But if we work together, it changes everything. So when you look at large movements that have changed everything in this country, whether it's abolition or civil rights or women's rights or gay rights, all these things started as grassroots movements. They didn't begin in Congress or start with policy. They ended in Congress. And in the same way, it's going to require a a large-scale social reform to help us do this that's going to be driven by people getting mad and doing the right thing and realizing that they have the power to change their own life and their own family's life and and actually make those changes that make a difference. The biggest thing that people can do every day is eat to change not only their own health but change the health of the environment and affect climate change to change the health of our economy because much of our economic woes are driven by obesity and chronic disease. And it changed our, uh, even the fabric of our social structure that's breaking down is by reestablishing communities, reestablishing family dinner, reestablishing cooking, reestablishing you know, community-based events around getting healthy together, like we did, for example, at the Daniel Plan, where we had a church in Southern California do this approach, and they lost a quarter million pounds. 15,000 of them lost a quarter million pounds in a year. So um, there's a lot of things we can do, from social action to redesigning your own world to voting with your wallet, to getting people just eating at home, to getting involved in your community. All these things are really simple things we can do to help. And the the movie Fed Up is really about activating that change and motivating people and giving them tools and toolkits to do this. And and do you you feel optimistic about the political trends right now with regards to food and agriculture? I see there are social trends, um, for, for sure. There's the food movement and led by people like Michael Pollan and others that are, are bringing these conversations to the forefront, Mark Bittman, and, uh, and they're actually in that movie. But I think that on the, on the political level, it's slow, and there's a lot of opposing forces. I think Michelle Obama's uh, recent efforts to change food labeling, to uh, change food marketing in schools, to create more transparency uh, and hold accountable food industry, I think is a good thing. Um, I think uh, that we need to go further, absolutely. And do you have a website you you could point our listeners to if they want to learn yeah, more I, about you or your book? Absolutely. So the 10-Day Detox Diet is uh, about the 10-Day Detox Diet. Actually, it's called 10daydetox.com is the website. And drhyman.com is my main website. And people can sign up for my newsletter, follow me on Facebook and Twitter, and uh, in, you know keep up with uh, my philosophy and approach and, and get support for changing. It includes a lot of support tools, uh, community, our online community where people can do this together. And people who do this together lose twice as much weight as people who do it alone. Uh, and we really know that, that people do much better together. Well, it's a pleasure having you back on Health Watch, Dr. Hyman. Thank you so much for having me. We are talking today to Dr. Mark Hyman about his new book, The 10-Day Detox Diet. If you missed part of today's program, you can go to kboo.fm backslash healthwatch, or you can go to iTunes and type healthwatch into the podcast store, one word, healthwatch, and pull up this and other shows. Uh, Stay tuned for the rest of the Monday morning radio zine.